Warning, the following recordings are vocal in nature. <laughs> this is Sound Tales. cycles had passed since W5 and X48 made their secret plan. W5 had kept count, not because she wanted to, but because it was the only thing that eased the tension of waiting. Each time a major arrived with the new work assignment, W5 hoped desperately that their work would take them near the hidden entrance to the hollow root where X-48 was building her masks. This was the only way W-5 could disappear, explore the surface, and return undetected. For all the other ants, a new work assignment was cause for joy. W-5 had learned to hide her disappointment and to throw herself into the work of tunneling, chamber maintenance, and cleaning larvae. They had to be sure that none of their sister ants could have even the slightest suspicion of their plan. To ignore the needs of the colony was a crime of the highest order, and justice amongst ants was pronounced swiftly and with brutal force. There was no question that this was a game of life and death. As time passed, W5 began to wonder if the hollow root and the masks hidden there were only figments of her imagination. Since their last communication in the mask workshop, X-48 had ignored W-5's attempts to link antenna and communicate. They still worked together, of course, but X-48 betrayed no sign of anything more. This left W-5 in a disoriented state, and with each new work assignment, her hope dwindled further. At least she was able to sleep again, and so it was out of a deep sleep that W-5 awakened to the sharp mandible clacks of a major addressing the ants of Node 11, Chamber 14. The workers listened attentively. The work assignment was maintenance of Node 12, a neighboring node. Slowly, it dawned on W5 that the path from Node 11 to Node 12 passed directly in front of the hidden entrance to the hollow root. She felt an electricity rising up through her legs and into her thorax. And to W5's surprise, for the first time in 25 cycles, X48 made gentle, soothing contact resting her leg on W5's abdomen 
and lightly cleaning W-5's exoskeleton with her mandibles. These gestures were not unusual and the other ants appeared to take little notice. W-5, however, knew exactly what X-48's subtle communication really meant. Today is the day we execute our plan. The large-headed major waited, silently, as the smaller workers groomed themselves, stretched, and began streaming out of the chamber tunnel. As they passed near the major, each worker made sure to brush up against her to pick up their target scent. This chemical signature would guide them to their work site. W-5 made sure she was the last to leave. Even in the darkness, W-5 could feel raw power radiating outwards from the Major. W-5, for the first time, felt a cold wash of fear work its way through her. Her mind was suddenly flooded with doubt. What was she doing? This plan was crazy. Never in her life had she disobeyed the rules of the colony. And for what? To experience again the light of the surface? It was that light that got her in this mess in the first place. W5 wanted nothing more than to forget everything. The moment that her sisters opened the tunnel to the surface, the cool, oxygen-rich air flooding down, the light dancing around the tunnel opening, all of it. She wanted nothing more than to go back to before, when she was happy with work and needed nothing else. Who was she to have dreams? Was it not the colony that birthed her? The colony that watched over her as a larvae and protected her as a soft see-through pupa. She was frozen in place, unable to move. X-48 had already exited the chamber. The major clacked her mandibles angrily and approached menacingly. W-5 felt the major's massive antenna contact her, trying to determine what was wrong. Perhaps this worker was diseased and could no longer serve its purpose. W-5 had to act. Using a gesture well known to all ants, she signaled to the Major an offering of food. The Major lowered her massive head and opened her mandibles wide. W-5 placed her mouth against the Major's and regurgitated what was left in her stomach into the Major's mouth. Then, she crawled quickly into the tunnel, leading out of the chamber. Maybe it was just her imagination. But W-5 sensed that in the darkness, the Major watched her closely as she crawled away. W-5 plunged ahead and nearly smashed into X-48 from behind. The very thought of seeing the surface was exhilarating. She had waited so long for this chance, and now it was actually happening. 
W5 sensed X48 slowing her crawl until, coming into stillness, X48 stopped moving. As hard as she tried, W5 could not pick up a trace of the hidden entrance. X48 clicked her mandibles once, softly, to warn W5 into silence. Never before had the dark, dank air of the tunnels felt so oppressive. W5 felt that she might burst with excitement. Then, X48 crawled ahead a few paces and turned abruptly to her left, sinking her mandibles deep into the soil of the tunnel wall. W5 crawled in to help, and she bumped into a rough clump of soil on the ground. The soil had no scent. X-48 must have snuck the scentless soil out of the chamber without the Major noticing. The tunnel opening was now visible. X-48 reached out to W-5 in the darkness, and a special scent flooded W-5's antenna receptors. The secret communication pheromone. This is where we split up. Follow the old ventilation shaft to the root. Remember, the entrance into the root is through a crack where the tunnel ceiling meets the root wall. Retrace your steps to the spot where the masks dry. Put on the mask as I showed you before. Crawl up into the tunnel against the air current. It's difficult, but you will be able to do it. The tunnel is very narrow for the first 120 steps, and then it opens up wider. 580 steps will bring you up the rise to the surface. I've never gone all the way out, so the last bit is unknown to me. If you... Oh no! The Major is coming up behind us. Hurry! Into the tunnel. I, I will seal it behind you. Go! W5 squeezed in through the opening in the tunnel wall. As soon as she was through, she could hear X48 frantically applying the scentless soil to patch the hole behind her. Listening through the shallow layer of soil, W5 was frozen with fear. This is not the work site, you fool. What are you doing? My, my apologies, ma'am. I must be confused. X-48 scampered off, and the Major rubbed her antenna all over the fresh soil patch. The soil had no scent. It was untouched. The Major then crawled off slowly down the tunnel. These imbecile workers, she thought to herself. They'd be lost without their orders. W5 listened to the Major shuffle down the tunnel and felt relief flooding into her body. The Major had not detected the hidden entrance. She shuddered to think what would have happened to herself and X-48 had their plan been discovered. Once again, W-5 crawled along the abandoned ventilation tunnel, but this time she was alone, without X-48 and without any scent trail to follow. 
time seemed to stretch out into the darkness. W5 began to feel lost. Without realizing, she was crawling at a rapid rate and slammed headfirst into the unyielding root wall. W5 was grateful to pick up a very light scent leading up the root wall towards the tunnel ceiling. Following in her friend's footsteps, W5 soon found the slim crack in the root and squeezed through to the root's hollow interior. A short scamper down the root wall brought W5 into the secret mask-making workshop, known to exactly two ants in the entire colony. The scent trails were faint, but W5 was sure that X-48 had been in the workshop since they last met there. That meant she must have returned to work there without even W5 knowing. With a bit of bumping around in the dark, she found her way back to the mask drying station and felt the familiar air current descending from an open shaft above. She excitedly ran her antenna over the object drying under the air. The overwhelming scent of a major made her skitter back in fear. Slowly, cautiously, W5 approached the mask again. Every fiber of her being screamed, run! But somehow she found the self-control to confirm that what lay before her really was a mask and not an actual major's head. No antenna extended from the top of the head. Instead, Two holes allowed space for the wearer's own antenna to pop through. The mandibles were hollow and large enough to allow W5 to slide in her own mandibles. W5 paused. She knew this was her last chance to quit. She knew she could still retreat out of the mask, crawl back through the crack in the root, and down the ventilation shaft. With luck, she could rejoin her sisters in their work shift and no ant would have any idea she had been missing. If she entered the mask fully, she betrayed the trust of the colony forever. Countless generations, hundreds of millions of years, had led to the ant's way of life. It was strict, but it worked. No matter the challenge, the colony, together, could face it. Unwritten law required every ant to play their role, stay in their lane, and fulfill their obligation to the colony. Until death. W5 trembled, halfway in and halfway out. This is my dream. I want to know what the surface is. I want to see the place where the foragers go in the summer. I want to feel the light that warms the wings of the flyers when they emerge to mate. This is my dream, and I'm worth it. W5 slid the rest of the way into the mask. It fit much better this time. Her mandibles rested comfortably inside their slots. Her antenna rose naturally from the two holes at the top of the mask. This new mask was much lighter. But what amazed W5 the most was the scent. 
the entire mask was infused with the scent of a major. Somehow, X-48 had collected soil rich with the scent of a major and mixed it with the red clay used to mold the masks. The experience was disorienting. W-5 moved about in the workshop and with each step felt the power of a major growing inside of her. Wearing the mask, W-5 was transformed. She was no longer the minor worker W-5-311-X-44, born in the 28th cycle of the colony. She was a major. With her new scent and her powerful new head, she was now ready to go into the light. Into the light. Body warmed by sun, awaken from my dream, cause it's only just begun. What will I see in the light of day, marking the time in a whole new W-5 now faced the challenge of crawling up and into the small opening of the drying tunnel. X-48 had told her that this was the way to the surface. But how could she get up there? X-48 must have done it, or else how would she know where the tunnel went? W-5 searched the space until she found three circular platforms made of hardened clay. One by one, she slid them underneath the drying tunnel surprised to find that the mandibles on the mask, while not as flexible as her own, could actually do real work. She stacked the platforms one on top of the other to form a ladder. She tested the structure with her weight and then climbed up and into the opening of the drying tunnel. She hardly fit. Her mask rubbed against the narrow tunnel walls and W-5 pushed off with her legs in order to scoot, little by little, up the shaft. The air current flowing against her only added to the difficulty. It was a grueling effort, but W-5 was used to hard work and did not lack for motivation. The light. Digging tunnels had taught W-5 the valuable lesson that great goals are achieved in small steps. Moving in the tiny tunnel was no different. Her mind focused only on each push, and then the next, and the next. Soon, the tunnel widened. Not much, but enough that she was no longer rubbing against the walls. She was finally able to crawl normally, and realized that the upward slant of the tunnel was quite steep. Besides the constant airflow, something else unusual began to happen. The light inside the tunnel was increasing. So subtle at first that W-5 did not notice. The light in the tunnel grew brighter and brighter. The temperature began to cool. W-5 knew that the deepest nodes of the colony were the warmest. She reasoned that the cooler air meant she was nearing the surface. 
there was enough light that W5 could make out the details of the tunnel wall with her eyes. The walls were not made of soil, but instead the same hard, woody material as the root. She had always wondered what roots really were, and to what they were attached on the surface. Down below, roots were mysterious obstacles that usually meant the end of the road for a tunneling project. W5 felt excited to discover what these roots really were. The tunnel opened up into a much larger space made of similar material. This section of the root was impossibly massive. A thin layer of water had pooled all over the floor. Diffuse light filtered down from an opening in the root ceiling and cast shadows all over the pool of water. Rays of light danced with the shadows and W5 watched all of it in an awed silence. The colony seemed so far away, distant, underground. Every moment of her life was forgotten in an instant, and she felt as though this was the first moment of a new life. Who she was now, she did not know. Whoever she was, the light dancing overhead called to her, and she began to climb the wall of the great root cavern. Following the curved wall upwards, she was for a time suspended upside down. Here the root wall had grown soft and mushy. W5 was able to hold on by punching into the wall with each step. At last, she pulled herself up and out of the root wall, into a cavern that was simply too large to be possible. The ceiling was higher than she could see. She sensed a strong, musty scent throughout the entire cavern. No ant had built this place. What sort of creature lived in a space like this? Glad to be on flat ground, W5 crawled towards what she thought was the exit to this giant cavern. She climbed over chunks of material that reminded her of the root, but were much softer and darker in color. Some of these chunks appeared to have fallen apart into smaller pieces, and others into even smaller pieces, all across the ground. The musty scent was almost overpowering, but not unpleasant. Everywhere was wet and sloshy, and movement was difficult. Slowly, step by step, she neared the exit. The light had grown so bright she had to look away. And then, W5 arrived at what she thought was another tunnel, but soon realized with a mix of excitement and fear that this was not another tunnel, but the exit to the surface. She waited patiently as her eyes adjusted to the intensity of the light. In time, she was able to look straight out of the opening, and objects began to appear in her sight. From where she waited in the great cavern, she could see her first glimpse of the surface. Immediately in front of her, 
A bright green mat stretched out across the ground. She could make out strange towers that stretched up beyond the view allowed by the circular exit. There was soil, this at least she recognized, but extending up out of the soil were many tall green blades that moved with the air. Her antenna picked up scent after scent washing in and out of the chamber where she remained glued in place. She hadn't moved in quite a long time. W5 could have never imagined that so much existed on the surface, and she didn't know what any of it was. She felt herself instinctively crawling backwards, retreating from the light into the cool darkness. Even now, she considered, it might be possible to slip back down into the colony unnoticed. She knew the way now, and every ant knew that it was always a shorter trip when returning. And then, something indescribable happened. The light shining into the cavern became a pinkish red and illuminated the entire space from all around her, outside, the most beautiful sounds began. First one, then two, then a chorus. What creature made these sounds, W5 had no idea. But hearing them sent an electric current through her entire being. More and more sounds joined the chorus and suddenly a great red ball of fire appeared on the horizon. W5 watched this ball, first a half circle of dark pink, grow into a full orange-yellow circle as it rose higher and higher and then out of view. W5 realized that this was the source of all light. From this great circle, all the dancing rays emerged. She bowed her head to the earth and rested it there, bathing in the warm light. The feeling was wonderful. After a long time, W5 raised her head and crawled, without further hesitation, out of the cavern, on to the surface. She discovered that the bright green mat was pleasantly soft and squishy underfoot. Turning around, she saw that the cavern was actually the base of something much, much larger. She arched backwards to follow the line of this great tower. There were others like it all around. High above, many arms grew from out of the tower and they were adorned with a dense covering of green. Except for the tower from which she had come, its arms were bare and seemed diseased. Then she finally spotted the creatures that were making the beautiful sounds. They rested at the very top of the tower. As she watched, a great number of these singers suddenly jumped from their perches. And, although W5 knew this was impossible, rode in the wind, off into the distance. Oh, <laughs> oh,
Hey, this is Max, creator of the Sound Tales podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I just want to invite everybody to join me on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for the Sound Tales Hangout. Just search Sound Tales Podcast on YouTube, subscribe, and remember to check in Wednesday just before 10 a.m. when the hangout is about to jump off. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I really like talking to people and showing people how I make the sounds that you hear in the episodes. Remember, every sound that you hear is made 100% by the human voice. Sound Tales is also on Instagram and Facebook as Sound Tales Podcast. So make sure you follow and keep in touch. This is Sound Tales.